This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. Yeah, I want to be playing red right now. <laughs> this is this is the this is the Smitty I love. He gets yeah. a hard on for a card and he just tries to stick it in everything. <laughs> Dude, I do, man. Everything. Dude, I've oh yeah. Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to you by ManorDeprived.com and 60Cards.com. Check us out. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mice they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from the federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, Maybe you can listen to the A Team. KYT. I don't know about you guys, or I'm just mind tricking myself constantly. <laughs> J Boosh. They're of a different culture, KYT. They prefer their magic untainted by the internet. Scotty. Then you just pull the fucking Mind Slaver and you just dome them with their own dude. That's entertainment. And Medina. I'm on camera and I'm like, oh man, don't blink. Act like you meant to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and now, the AT. Hey guys, welcome to episode 70 of the 18 Podcast. This is KYT with Scott and John. And we got Jay who's uh, on vacation in good old Hawaii. But uh, here to replace him for this episode, we got an old friend of ours, someone who helped uh, put the show on the map, Jesse Smith. How's Billy it going, Smitty? Billy Moreno in the house. What's up, guys? How's it going? Good to be back. I'm sad Jay's not here, though. I Oh, well, Medina's here, so he can troll me. Yeah. I'll be Jay for the night. Damn yeah. it! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Jesse. It seems that around roughly the same time that John got fired from Star City Games, you know, an article of yours, you know, got published on Star City <laughs> Games. So I just wanted to ask you, like, how to get, you know, how did that manage to happen? Uh, yeah, they were like, we're we're down a writer, um, and so we need you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I not say that. You know, I, uh, we're ma- we're making space in our department. Yeah. Uh, no, honestly, uh, Evan just uh, said he'd like to have me write for Star City. He's like, I'd, I'd like to give it a shot. I'm like, hell yeah, I'd love that opportunity. So I'm like, why not? I'll give it a go. Those opportunities don't come all the time, so, so I'm in. This? So he's giving you like a, he's he's giving you like a regular writing gig then? Yeah, because that's my next book. Yes, it is a regular writing gig as much as I can produce they're aware though it's my busy tax season so i'm gonna try to get an article up every week but it's uh not necessarily that possible so but it is a regular writing gig yes. so john has an awesome outlet what does that mean for 60 cards though? uh nothing 60 cards is gonna keep going the same thing basically just deck lists streaming uh other submissions when and if i ever get any <laughs> uh david david mantle's been putting up some articles and stuff um but yeah, no, it's just an outlet for my ideas. I've reclassified it instead of a magic website. It's now a magic blog because I pretty much am the only person who puts content up there <laughs> anymore. <laughs> so I'm just calling it what it is, a blog. And uh, I got a whole hell of a lot of hits for a blog, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Man, so that, that's that kind of where uh, nothing's that guy changed. David Mantle, he's uh, he's pretty badass, dude. He's like, <laughs> yeah, like well, is there an inside joke I'm missing here? He's, no, no, uh, no, no. Actually, I read some of his writing recently, and he, uh, he's a good writer. Yeah, well, he's the editor for KYT and myself, and uh, um, or one of KYTs, but uh. Yeah, he's a uh, he's an awesome writer. I've bugged him for a long time to try to put up more content. Yeah, shout out to Dave Manson. <laughs> yeah, what's up, yeah. brother? Hey. <laughs> so Jesse, it was right after you published your first article that you found success on the online PTQ, right? Was it? Am I yeah, wrong on the was... timeline? No, you're right. You're right. It was right after that because so it's pretty, pretty cool. Sure like was... Bam, Star Cities, and then you did. Well, you got ninth. We wish you would have topped yeah. it. Yeah, we're rooting for you. But, yeah, I lost my winning in. And actually, I was in second place uh, going into the last round. So I actually thought with a loss I'd be in. Not that it affected how the match came out. Like, I didn't concede or anything. <laughs> but, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but the the breaks were just perfectly clean. I was the top of my bracket because there was only one undefeated going into that last round. And I just missed. I missed. There was uh, eight people with at X1, so it was a little bit of a bummer, that's for sure. I, in a real-life tournament, I think I could have drawn and been a lock. So what, oh, well. You, what did you end up playing? And I, I know played, you were really excited like on Twitter, and you were talking with um, Brian Goh. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, a lot. And like, I could feel the excitement as I was checking Twitter. Like You guys were really hyped about uh, Doran and... Uh, in modern, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't know. Like, it just it it just dawned on me out of the blue. Honestly, I'm like, okay, I know Doran's been looked at, but what was it like then? And the meta was completely different. Nakato was in the format. This no one looked at it. Even sn- I didn't sniff it in any article. I don't believe <laughs> uh, since Nakato bannings, and I'm like, wow, you know what? Like, I'm seeing Boros. We're seeing fairies. We're just seeing Jund. Like. The only bad matchup I see is Storm, and I mean, it is a terrible matchup, uh, but I've actually fixed that a little bit. But anyways, yeah, so it was like super exciting, The just like the fact I'm like, oh my god, Doran, and so I just threw a list together. Um, I followed some old lists I could search up that were from good players and stuff. And well, put I, it- think, I think uh, when Modern first kind of came out, the Treehouse deck was around, right? It was... Uh... It was in that very first modern event. Brad Nelson and Kibler, I think, were running it, right? And it was like Doran and the Harbingers and that sort of stuff. I'm not sure, but yeah, this uh, I don't know about that one. Um, but yeah, my deck was I had Harbinger and Doran is the big trees. Uh, Harbinger is such an amazing card. Like it allows you to run less land. It gives you gas. It just like even finds your removal in the nameless inversion. So it's uh yeah yeah I had that version with knights. Um, it was pretty pretty solid. Uh, I mean, I, afterwards though, there were definitely sideboard changes I needed to make. And actually, my Star City article, which should be out this week in a day or two, uh, once when you guys hear this, um, will have the list I recommend going forward right now. Nice. So, yeah. was it just because you were looking to go rogue, or like, I mean, did you when you were looking to get in the modern format, did you kind of like consider all the natural, you know, all the the primary culprits first? Well, here's the thing. Uh, um, yeah, I did actually. Like, I, I've kind of like changed my my theme a little bit as far as like not just trying to go rogue only when it's like necessary. I know Conley said that recently and stuff, but it's true. Like, 
I, I've been actually playing. I played in standard. I've just been like grinding the straight blue white decks and stuff because they just win and they're good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but and there's nothing else literally. But modern's so untapped that uh, like I just knew after like a half a day of testing that that's the deck that I wanted to be. And I don't know if you can call it rogue. Like I did come up with the list overall, but it's pretty much just like any other Doran list. Yeah. Uh, but uh. It was just the right call. I'm just all about going for the right call. And in an untapped format like standard right now where I'm dinking with stuff, I'm just trying to find the most powerful powerful thing I can. Nice. Yeah. But you said you, you tune the, the list, right? You think it's the the right call for people. Like, there's still modern Pichikus coming up, and there's one for me in two weeks. So do you see any other decks that just that will rise and, and make it hard for Doran? Or, um. Not yet. I mean, I I honestly, if any card's gonna change modern, I think it's faithless looting. Uh, but I think it'll only enhance some decks. Uh, also, though, there are some other cards that'll kind of make their way into modern. That I think, like Vault of the Archangel, I think is actually probably modern playable. The card's pretty powerful. But uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Doran is definitely a deck I recommend going forward, unless something drastically changes. I would run it tomorrow in a heartbeat. <laughs> and, and and in two weeks, hopefully. We'll we see. need to get more PTQs where you live. <laughs> we need to see Jesse play more PTQs. <laughs> Dude, I want it so bad. I want to get in some paper PTQs. I like, I f- it felt really good, even despite getting ninth. That day, it didn't feel good, that's for sure. But <laughs> once I got ninth, like, I felt pretty justified that, like, I'm capable of uh, even just, like, building my own deck without... Uh, copycatting obviously i mean I, I was aware of it before but uh more so now like even getting ninth on a magic online ptq which is pretty much way harder competition at least that's what people say than paper ptqs that i felt like felt pretty good about it overall i gained some confidence there for sure you remember how many players there were there had to be a lot so two i don't i think i remember the exact number 202 because I think, like, if there was, like, five less people, I would have, like, top-aided. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so it was 202 or 205, I think, something like that. It's good, dude. Yeah, yeah, thanks. It was it was fun. It was a, it was a really fun run. My wife, Andrew, was home, and I kept bugging her. I was super excited. <laughs> so, uh, I, was, so I, I guess... Pacing. I guess taking your time away from the podcast and focusing more on uh, actually playing Magic paid off. Yeah, actually, I was I thought about that earlier because I knew I was coming on, and I was uh, it it really has like I passed the CPA exam. Uh, things have oh, been yeah. really smooth. <laughs> See you later, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. No, it it's been a bummer uh, not being on, but uh, I mean, it really has just helped helped the career, doing better at work and doing better in Magic and all that. So unfortunate, it's unfortunate, but it has actually worked out how I thought it would so not that it was like a huge time sink but it was a small time sink nonetheless <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot of work to podcast though <laughs> definitely so uh you obviously were playing in a pre-release this weekend if i'm not mistaken i think we were seeing that on twitter yeah uh you did i don't, dark ascension it, came out <laughs> Quit throwing all these questions at me because I just feel like I'm bragging now because I won that. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay, Jesse. We're going to bash your decks later. For now, yeah. just brag about your accomplishments. 
Okay, I'll take it. Can, can you really brag about my place in a PTQ, though? Come on, man. No, I'm not bragging. Uh, it's really like the first. It's but, like the first guy sucking eggs well, is like that in a PTQ, right? You can't yeah. even brag about about topping in a PTQ because it's just like yeah, I topping in a PTQ, but you didn't no, win, you know. <laughs> absolutely, you gotta win a PTQ to have some uh, some, some humble brag brags. Brag. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But yeah, no, uh, we had a 65 person pre-release and. Uh, I took it down with a, I had a really insane pool, though. I got a Snapcaster, Moreland Haunt, a Midnight Haunting, Gathered the Townsfolk, like, uh... couple Delvers. <laughs> no, uh, one Delver, and, dude, oh, man, okay. Get the... I can picture this play, because it was round three, game three, time running out, the dude's at 20 life, has a Soren in play, two tokens, um... The Intimate 2 2 Grizzly Bear and White Intimidate dude with mm-hmm. a, uh, the Vigilance equipment. I think it's plus one plus O oh or something. And then when it dies, you get a spirit. Is that right? It, anyway, something like that. But it had Vigilance and Intimidate. Um, and for one, the whole freaking game, I actually thought that card had flying. But, uh, anyways, I had like two flyers and I couldn't ever get through <laughs> to kill Soren. But I was getting through um, because he. But I was getting through to like uh, take him down so that he couldn't minus two or like if he minus twoed, it would kill Soren. So uh, he's finally got like took control and I couldn't get another dude in play. Right, um, <laughs> my Delver didn't flip the whole game because uh, it was only like twenty percent chance because I think I had like eight uh, instants or sorceries in the deck. So. <laughs> The, my last call, I'm like, I don't think I have any out. So I'm like, upkeep, look. I'm like, holy shit. Okay, this is a, a rolling, what's the card called? Rolling Tumblr. Yeah, Tumblr. Yeah, yeah. And so I reveal it. I'm like, what's up? And he's like, oh, fuck. And then so Delver flips, right? I have one other flyer out. Another one has the enchantment on. But anyways, he's got his three. He might even had a fourth dude down there. at rolling Tumblr. <laughs> It kills all his guys because all my guys are blue. Like, I have all the four-drop flyers and the three-drop undying guy. Not in play, but in my deck. Like, it's all flyers. So I just wipe his board. Does nothing to me. I swing in this <laughs> wow. turn. I swing in the turn and kill kill Sora, and He has no cards in hand, no cards on the board. Uh, it, they call time. It goes turn zero to him. And I go end of turn Snapcaster just to get extra beats on the ground. And then I, uh, I think I ripped, uh, uh, because I, I was blue, white, flash red for like obviously for removal. Um, and I ripped a rally of the peasants and win on like. <laughs> <or two. laughs> the nice. then, I, then I proceed to like not uh, drop a game. I think the rest, and I just split the finals. But yeah, it was sick. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Nice. I really like the set, especially limited reasons. So. uh John, you also played a pre-release after your bourbon trip, right? Yeah, yeah. I went on the uh, the Kentucky bourbon run on Saturday with my wife, and uh, it was pretty cool. But this is I, extra entertaining because John doesn't drink, listeners, if you don't recall this. I don't drink, but when you're on the bourbon run, you drink the bourbon, dude. That's what yeah. You yeah. got it, <laughs> It was pretty badass. I, I liked it. So, uh Hopefully I don't become an alcoholic now. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, so uh, Sunday I played, I built, like, a um, black-white humans deck, and I had three of that, uh, the freaking guy who, when he dies, he comes back as a 2-1 that can't block. 
Yeah, the loyal Cathar into loyal whatever. Cathar. Yeah, that guy is insane, man. Holy yeah. smokes. So I had that guy. I had a champion of the parish. I had a doom traveler. And um, I had the black the black human shaman that when a creature dies, he comes in and puts a tutu. And yep. uh, I had a yeah. couple other things. So, yeah, I, I liked my deck. It was pretty fun. I won most of my games. I went 3-1-1. Uh, one and one. And I won most of my games with that loyal Cathar. He was just kicking people's ass. He's really good. Yeah, it was like it was just like there was this one game where I was like turn one um, freaking champion of the parish, and then I was like turn two loyal Cathar, and then I was like turn three loyal Cathar, <laughs> turn <laughs> four loyal Cathar. <laughs> yeah, I think I like him good enough for constructed even like over Grand Abolisher in the humans deck. The card's yeah, really good. It gives a lot of that uh, stay in power because he comes back. Um, I also had that other, the two-drop that's like uh, pro-vampire, werewolf, and zombie. Elite Inquisitor, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, Elite Inquisitor. Yeah, yeah that guy was a freaking house, dude. He was really good. So, yeah, so I went 3-1, uh, 3-1-1, nothing to write home about. I won three packs, and, uh, you know, it was like a waste of a Sunday, pretty much. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shame magic is a waste, huh? That's too bad. <laughs> I, I I went up there to try to get product for for uh, you know legit. So like I get there and there's like 19 of the most casual players that you can ever that you can ever scoop up, right? So I'm just like, well, this sucks because casual players never want to trade their cards, right? Because they don't know if they're ever going to build a deck with like X, Y, or Z. So like I'm like, well, I ain't getting shit. I might as well play. So, like, I'm playing, and in between rounds, I'm trying to trade, and I brought all my standard stock. So, like, any card in standard that you want, I had it, right? Well, obviously, since I'm, like, around with all these casual players, they're asking <laughs> me for the stupidest cards, like, in existence, and none of them want standard cards, right? And I'm just like, they're like, do you have this card? I'm like, no, I don't have that card. <laughs> like, do you have, you know, not even, like, good EDH cards, just, like, wacky like, even-tied, crappy rares and stuff. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so it was a, it was a real bust. Uh, <laughs> I just kind of I kind of felt robbed. Because, like, first of all, like, why are we going five rounds with 19 people? Like, this is just ridiculous, you know? And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't have a great time. Like, I, I don't know. Oh, I dude, was kind of... Uh, <laughs> did you get turned into a zombie or anything? Uh no, <laughs> you guys didn't do that. I was the last no. remaining human. I was happy. Yeah, what was what was that all about anyway? So basically, people randomly, I guess, got stickers, whether they're zombie spirit or <laughs> uh, what's wow. the other werewolf, I guess, or okay, I don't know, whatever. And uh, if, when you beat someone, then they get that sticker. So it's kind of like a plague thing, I guess. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, and so I ended up human from the start, and since I didn't lose, I was human till the end. <laughs> <laughs> I was the last remaining human, so that was kind of fun. But did, did people care about this gimmick? <laughs> uh, I, I like just started randomly yelling during matches and stuff. Just like I made, I had fun with it. I like was trying not to take the pre-release serious. Yeah. Sounds but, funnier uh, than the faction packs. <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> Like, they, we should have got something, though. I don't know. Our store actually offered 10% off Astral Game um, for, uh, 
the last race or whatever or some one of the races like whoever did the best or something like that so there was some something in store for it for him <laughs> but uh yeah so KYT, you did not plan a pre-release i did not did not had family uh I had my dad's birthday. We celebrate on Saturday, and my girlfriend's birthday on Sunday. So I'm going to be playing a release tomorrow night and seeing some of the first uh, some of the cards for the first time. So that's going to be interesting. Nice. nice. Have you not been like totally over the spoiler? Like ah, with, like with you guys, but uh, so I'll know the cards. It won't be like read for the first time type thing, but uh, yeah, it'll take like I haven't thought about you know whether if this card is good and limited or not. So. Um, that happens to me too. I just have to play it. I could stare at a damn card forever and it'd do nothing for me. Because I remember last pre-release, I would. There's certain cards that I definitely over, like valued on that day. That like now I look back as I'm drafting, I'm never drafting this card. Like so, I I need to write down like the. I'm gonna write down some cards that I felt were good and just like down the road look back and be like I was a total idiot. <laughs> you know what card impressed me the most? Was that stupid? Uh, I think it's a three drop, a green card that gives the creature a three one and trample, and it has flashback. Like, have you guys seen that card? You're saying it's good or bad? It's good. Huh. Like, it's <laughs> trying to find it. <laughs> yeah, I don't it know what it's like, called. It's wild, wild hunger. Wild instant. hunger. Yeah. Yeah, it's an instant, and man, I got the crap beat out of me with that card. Like, <laughs> it is kind of like burn and removal. It seems good. Yeah, plus it's just like it gives him the big thing is a trample, man. He, <laughs> yeah, he freaking hit me with that stupid double striking uh, vampire. Oh yeah, yeah. So Mark, like, yeah, the yeah the the red red one 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 uh, double strike dervish, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he drops the one one, and I'm just like, oh, don't care. I have these dudes on the board, and then he drops that stupid uh, cobbled wings. <laughs> and that's why John had a bad weekend. No, yeah. no, it, it, it got better because like it didn't matter that he had cobbled wings because I had a, a one-eyed scarecrow. Okay. So it's just like yeah, you're one-one double striker, which is actually a zero-one double striker in the air. I don't care, you know. So then he swings with it, and I'm just like yeah, whatever. And then he's like yeah, a wild hunger or whatever. And I'm like holy crap. So <laughs> so he's like. Well, see, it hits you for three, and then I add a counter, <laughs> and then I hit you for another, you know, four or whatever, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah I get it, it's double strike, you know? And then, so so this thing is, like, a, already now a 3-3 three, three double striker in the air. Threatening got, the flashback on the yeah, next turn. He's got the flashback going on, and I'm just like, this is stupid. Like, but, but, I mean, that was, like, worst case scenario. Even just, like, he just put on a random duder, and, like, the first time he got me, Killed my dude and, like, put two damage over in my face. And I'm just like, oh, that was fucking annoying. And then, like, I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, well, now I cannot profitably block for the rest of the game. <laughs> right? Because it's just yeah, sitting cool. there, like, ready for the flashback. And I'm just like, well, this blows, you know? <laughs> and then if I don't block, he's just, like, hammered in your face. <laughs> <laughs> Medina's yeah. card of the week, <laughs> Wild <laughs> Hunger. I, I mean, I'm not a limited player, so maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but I just know playing against that card was just a nightmare. I hated it. Wow. I mean, it gives trample. Like, I'm going to try it 
out tomorrow if I can. If, if I... There's a lot of tokens as well in this format, right? So, I mean, the, the trample is going to be relevant more often than not. And the three in the front's a big deal. The, the plus one in the back is a huge deal. Like, you just don't think it is, but it is. It's like, this dude lives. And it's just like, plus so one cool. in the back. That's a, that's what boning some a-holes, but that's a new term for it. Yeah, the plus, plus one in the, one back, in the back. We'll just call that the ladies' man. You know? Because he likes to do it in the butt. <laughs> plus one in the back. That's right. The ladies' man. <laughs> so, that we are the only two that played in pre-release then? Yeah, I didn't have a chance. Bummer. But, uh, so how'd you do in your packs, though? Like, do you, uh-huh. you obviously, Jesse, cleaned house, right? Like, yeah, oh, let, well, hold on. John, how'd you do in your three packs? <laughs> well, three packs. First of all, the store owner tried to give me two packs of, uh, oh, whatever. No. The new set and one pack of Innistrad. Oh, what? No. No. And I'm like, I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, what? This is the draft format. I'm like, draft format doesn't have anything to do with prize packs. I'm like, just give me the, give me the, you know, three of the regular set. He's like, no, man, that's what I'm passing out. And I just gave him that look, you know, that kind of look like, man, I feel like talking about this on Twitter, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then I'm like, all right, no problem, bro. And so I start to go sit back down. He's like, wait, Jonathan, come here. And then he's like, here you go. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought. Like, Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's bad enough as it is that I only get three packs. Don't try to, like, jip me on the freaking third pack. Spitting salt in your game, man. Point yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was already pissed. I guess it was just, like, hard to live up to the bourbon run, you know? I'm, I'm like, over here just trying to, you know, hustle some cards or whatever. So, like, I go to open my packs, and... Um, I got a um, a zombie apocalypse. I got a um, I don't even know. I think I got actually that red double striking vampire yeah. and uh, some other piece of crap rare. So like, I got nothing. But the yeah. zombie apocalypse was hot trade that day. Yeah, there was three people who asked me for that card. Oh wow. Because yeah, because they're all they're all casual dudes. They're yeah, like, dude. they're like, dude, you got a zombie apocalypse? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, it's only it should 15. also be noted. Should also be noted, by the way, your Markov Blade Master is sold out on Star City. Right? Sold out. Yeah, yeah, fifty, but sold out. People like yeah, that card. Too. I've I got asked for that card a lot. Wow. Yeah, I think it's just because it's tribal. I'm actually, like, I think Zombie Apocalypse is actually pretty sick. Like, I think it's probably, it might be constructed playable. I, I, I've thought about it. I'm not, I, I, I agree. I haven't really came The reason I say that is because, like, at first I got hung up on the Wrath portion. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't really ever want to play this against humans, right? Because they're just going to mana leak it. Or maybe I'll be dead by the time I can actually cast it, you know? But if you just play it as a Patriarch's bidding... Like, if you just think of it in that sense, like, Goblin's Patriarch's bidding, yeah. it's pretty sick. Like, you just revived all of your zombies. <laughs> well, and the thing in the set, too, like, the zombies is almost a blue-black zombie self build that more often than not, right? I mean, you could do that, but even just, like, through the attrition wars, like, all of a sudden you're just like, yeah, I got two messengers in the yard, and, like, 
couple of you know of the one drops, not the one that comes back, but the the little tutu, and maybe like uh, another one, another random intimidate zombie. So then you're just like, yeah, cast this for you, and I have six dudes. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I agree. I think it could be really good. There's yeah, plenty so... of zombies, that's for sure. Yeah, there's no. <laughs> yeah, there's I could just shortage <laughs> I, I can just see you like grinding like grinding the early game just like your zombies are dying you're just like attrition 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 then you're just like boom gotcha for sure <laughs> Patriot <laughs> boy the flavorful blowout of a sunblast angel after the zombie apocalypse though is fucking hilarious yeah don't, don't they all come play tapped or something yeah yeah that's exactly it from <laughs> right? a flavor perspective, boom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so did you get any? So, Jesse, you scored large on your packs. Then? Yeah. Well, I split finals, so we split fifty-four or fifty-two packs. I think. <laughs> um, so we got so a. We, a... <laughs> we uh, I don't. I like never have time to draft or anything. So I just crack packs to like fill up the trade binder. And, um, cause I don't like buy packs or anything, but, uh, that's another story for another day. Right. But, um, anyways, so we had a fresh box and plus a bunch of extra packs and between the two of us, we both cracked them all like right there. Not one Soren, wow. <laughs> not one Soren. My, uh, I got like a cage and I don't know what else is like the money card. I didn't get a hunts master and I didn't get the zombie. So, basically, it wasn't too good. I got a lot of cards I needed, though. Only one Lingering Souls in 26 packs, and only two Faithless Looting. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, I just, like, I'm the worst in opening packs ever, though. So, like... <laughs> like wow, that's a I, blowout. Okay, <laughs> since, since, uh, New Phyrexia, I have... Not we. I've opened over 300 packs between that set and like this set. Probably, I mean that's like a guess. Not one Chase Mythic out of that. I just don't open cards that I need or that people want ever. Well, you didn't open any Sorens, but did you open any Soren Emblem card in the token nope. lot? Nope, not one. Because those are also three dollars on Star City Games and sold out. By the way, wow. yeah, I believe it. <laughs> I believe I didn't it. see I one didn't, in my box either. I haven't. I literally had just haven't seen one. Period. So whatever. I don't know. I would never buy a box of this set though. That's for sure. <laughs> Unless like, <laughs> yeah, I just wouldn't. Just buy all the cards they need. Yeah, this set doesn't seem to have a lot of money in it right now. But I feel like there is a lot of money in it. You know what I, I mean? Right. Yeah, I, I actually agree. Like, I think this set has so much hidden power that people just. That's it, not blatant, and it's not necessarily even in the rares or mythics. Yep, like this set is real deep. Like when I was it trying is. to brew, like I that's why I'm not brewing right now is because like I started to <laughs> brew and I started thinking about all the issues that like you have to face, and I'm just like, man, this set is gonna bring like it's gonna. There's some cards in here that are gonna be really relevant, and I don't know which ones they are exactly because I just can't figure it out right now. But like a lot of these cards have a lot of hidden potential, you know. Just like I was talking about the zombie apocalypse, like that one has some hidden potential. All these like uncommon lords, like there's a lot of things that the spirit lord, your dude. favorite. The spirit yeah. lord is badass, dude. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not lying about that, man. 
Dude, Leia, like, any good commons and uncommons in this set that you think are remotely playable? Like, I even think Shattered Perception, which uh, we'll talk about a little later, I think. Uh, cards like that, and Faithless Looting is obvious, but all the lords you probably want to get foils for. They're, there's so much potential. I mean, people didn't realize Stoneforge Mystic's power until uh, yeah. better equipment got uh, printed, and look at what happened. And that was in the middle set World Lake when... Uh, you know, only Jace is like the only card people were after, really, other than the Manlands. Yeah, like the card, uh, the card that's been talked about is the Celestial Highborn. Like when that came out in World Lake, it was just kind of like nobody really cared about that one. It was like kind of like a casual card. Mm-hmm. But then, like they found the engine for it, and boom! Like it was like like a six or seven dollar card. You know? Yep. Yeah. I think uh, you're seeing a lot of cards here too that we were like we haven't really seen that type of card. Uh, as effectively done. Like, I'm looking at Dawn Treader Elf, for example, which is basically, like, uh, an upgraded version of Sakura Tribe Elder, right? So it's one green and one for a 2-2, and it's one green, sack the elk, search your library for basic land, put it into play tap. But, like, like that's a 2-2 for two with a sick-ass ability. It's a good card, yeah. Good I, card. I like that card from the start. In fact, I opened a foil one, and that was the happiest uh, rip I had, because the art <laughs> on the card, I love... And the foil is just insanely sexy. I mean, you're looking at something like like Crushing Vines, for example. Okay, So one green and two instant. You see all these green cards, Jesse? Just for you, buddy. Um, it says choose one, destroy target creature with flying, or destroy target artifact. Yeah, like, that's a good card. Unbelievable versatility that you can completely... That's completely applicable in today's metagame. That card I actually don't believe totally, that. That card totally should have cost two, by the way. Oh, add uncommon for two, sure, but add common for three is fine. Yeah. So you don't believe what that they actually printed that card? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, think <laughs> uh, how good is that against blue white Delver? <laughs> it's unbelievable. Right? It's like flip unreal. Delver, kill it, quip, kill the equipment. Like it's just good, so good. I Dude, still it's think, uncanny. I still, I'm waiting for the day that people stop playing Vapor Snag, because like once that happens, like a lot of that format opens up, you know what I mean? Like, the other day I was brewing a, um, a freaking, what's that guy called? The blue guy who taps for mana to cast an artifact? Oh, Grand Architect. Yeah, I was building a, brewing a, like, Grand Architect deck with that new 7-drop uh, artifact that turns into a 13-13. Everest, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just El- like, well, Elvis. this is Elvis. stupid, because what's gonna happen is <laughs> they're just gonna vapor snag it when I flip it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not worried that worried about Vapor Snag going forward, especially if something like Zombies becomes real because they just fill the board so fast that Snag's value is far less. So it, you know what, and it makes an interesting point too because the token decks are going to do the same thing. Yep, tokens will keep it in check. Absolutely. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see how things change, and I mean how all the decks start to adapt to that, and you know. There are some cards in this set, I think, that are really good that they got printed, because otherwise some shit's just going to go off the rails. Um, like, Grafdigger's Cage is actually going to be extremely healthy in the standard format, because decks like yours, which we'll get to now, are completely going to do obscenely unfair things over and over and over without some measure of check and balance. Absolutely. I don't even think... Uh... Graph Diggers is the best graveyard hate, though. <laughs> well, so so the thing from Graph Diggers' cage perspective is it, it stops these 
um, flashback solar flare decks from doing both of the things that they need to do, which is casting cards from their graveyards and players and creatures can't enter the battlefield from graveyards or libraries. Right, it slows them down. Well, you have to find an answer, right? Otherwise, you can't. No. Well, you you, well, I mean, you hard cast your fatties at seven, but like the format, the uh, decks that are looking to play cage that are trying to stop you from gaining that tempo, like turn seven, you turn six seven, you should be dead anyway, right? Maybe. Like it. The the thing is, I haven't had. I've only had maybe a couple games where someone laid it down, and first of all, if they're an aggro deck, they're now playing a card that does nothing. It, so they're they're starting with six cards in their hand, which makes them less aggressive. Um, and the thing is, like, I, if they are a creature deck in the first place, then I'm bringing in board sweepers. So now they're slower, and I've got more hate. And so I mm-hmm. just control it anyways, and then I'm just a control deck with infinite game enders. So there's that. Like, if... Um, I think it says players, right? So it's not going to be, like, in a Snapcaster kind of uh, deck. Yeah. So, I mean, I honestly, I'm not that worried about it. Like, I think Niall Spellbomb blowing up my whole yard or a Surgical Extraction on, like, an Unburial Rites or a Surgical on an Undying Creature uh, is more targeted. The reason they printed Graftigger's Cage, and they've already said this, That's is because, because of, uh, well, no, it's directly because Birthing Pod was too strong in their testing. And so they printed it directly for Birthing Pod is what it comes down to. And if you think about it, a Surgical Extraction and Nile Spellbomb don't stop uh, Birthing Pod. The re- this does because they can't go into their library. So it's good against Birthing Pod. I don't think it's the best graveyard hate against these other decks. I think Extraction and Spellbomb are still better answers. Hmm. Yeah. I think, like, now that we have Undying, like, Birthing Pod is something that people want to explore, you know what I mean? Like, before, it was kind All of right. like, birth, yeah, Birthing Pod was kind of, like, on the fringe, you know? Like, like I would never consider playing a Birthing Pod deck because I thought Birthing Pod decks suck. But then now that we have, like, Undying, I'm kind of like, man, I wish I could play some Birthing Pod up in here with these Undying creatures. Well, that's <laughs> well, why and I said that's, it was too strong in testing. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, birthing pod, is always, birthing pod has always been fair because you basically are trading up, right? Whereas... Now you've got the opportunity to just make guys for free and, and make your old ones better. At the same time, like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's exactly that's the reason Graph Diggers is in. So, um, it's very good in older formats, obviously, but uh, I don't think it's it's where you want to be for graveyard hate in standard, at least. John, I always thought like the issue with birthing pot, correct me if I'm wrong because I don't have experience, I just crushed Gerard Fabiano playing with it, but um, <laughs> the issue was um, when you did have pod, your deck was really good, and when you didn't, it was clunky, inc- like inconsistent. So I view it as, like, with these Undying uh, cards, when you do have Perving Pod, you're going to be even better in the games that you're probably doing pretty good anyways, but you're not going to win the games, you know, where you don't have pod and it's still inconsistent. Would that be fair? That it still might not be that great of a deck? Like, I don't see myself trying Birthing Pot. Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely one of those, like, Lotus Cobra situations where, like, you know, if you build a deck that relies on Lotus Cobra, then when you have Cobra, it's awesome. 
But if you build a deck that doesn't rely on Lotus Cobra, then it's like, why you need a Lotus Cobra? Mm-hmm. So, so I think it's one of those situations. But at the same time, I do think Undying brings a lot to Birthing Pond, even when you don't have it. Because, like, the creatures that they have are pretty badass. Like, um, that two-drop Haster, whatever his name is, uh, Geist. Strangle Strangle Geist. Geist. Yeah, Strangle Geist. He's badass. <laughs> like, he makes yeah. me want to play green, you know what I'm saying? And uh, the problem was, like, whenever I played against the Birthing Pod deck, like, I, like, would recognize, oh, this is a Birthing Pod deck, so I would just kill all their dudes. And then even when they got the pod, like, they had to top deck something to actually make the pod work. Okay. But this way, like, now I just have a harder time killing all their dudes. You know, so it's just kind of like... So in those situations, whereas, you know, like, pod can still get them ahead of you. Yeah, so once they get the pod, then they still have a dude, and they're just like, sack it, you know, start to start to pod up. (laughs) It's interesting, because I think Birthing Pod is extremely underrated right now, and people won't be packing hate. I could see it coming out of the these first couple weeks just destroying everything because of uh, (laughs) Geist and even um, the uh, Geralt's messenger. There's been some all right, like, shout out to Chris Lanza. Um, don't do that. Don't do that. Lancel's apparently been playing a black green pod list. He's pretty proud of, but not just him. But I've heard the the sentiment echoed across you know a variety of channels. Um, Undying clearly makes it way better. Uh, Glissa and potential ratchet bomb shenanigans clearly are also a benefit uh, in the coming metagame. But I just feel like uh, like overall, um, Undying as a mechanic is really going to uh, change the way that we consider the mileage of our removal. Like, without question. Um, Undying Evil, is that the name of the card? The one the one uh, black... Yeah, instant? I think that's an underrated card, too. Like, fuck me. That, it's, it, it's a great, great card. Green got a ton of it. Black got a ton of it. Look out. Pretty solid. Well, the, the other thing with the, with the Birthing Pod decks is you also have uh, Green Sun Zenith, which, which is like just makes the deck more consistent, you know. And with this Geist, you have you have a reason to actually green sun zenith besides just stupid, you know, mana dudes. Or the, the yeah, or big guys, right? Well, yeah, the, you got something in the middle. Yeah, the fact that you have like Geist and Glissa, because Glissa is more relevant now that Ratchet Bomb is so important. Then yeah. you know having Glissa now is actually a big positive. Whereas before, it's just kind of like, what's a Glissa going to do against a Delver? You know, what's it going to do against, like, a Geist, you know? Um, but, but Ratchet Bomb is more prevalent, so, like, Glissa's more prevalent, and then that makes Green Sun Zenith more prevalent, you know? And, and Spellbombs, too. Not just Ratchet Bomb, but Spellbombs potentially, too. So that well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I understand, you know, Glissa has interaction with all artifacts, so... So spellbombs would fall would fall in that range, but not all artifacts are from what we were playing. Yeah, I mean, you know, birthing <laughs> pot. You could get your birthing pot back. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, Shieldred is a pretty strong seven drop. Like, I mean, you start looking at, at the top end of those curves, right? And there's some some pretty impressive guys up there. And you know, a, a pod deck these days could get there. Um, but the other way to get there is by pitching dudes in the yard and rebirthing. Dude, you sound like you're in Space Mountain again. Yeah, dude. You sound really? awful. Yeah, yeah. Are you serious? Fuck my internet. Anyways, um, 
There you go. That makes sound better. All right. Yeah, it's um, I mean, the other way, the the one way to uh, to cast the big guys, right, is is to get them in by pod or uh, you know, ramp. But the other way to do it is to dump them in the yard and and put them on the field with spells like unburial rites. Yeah, unburial rites. And you've been doing that a lot, haven't you, Jesse? I have. Uh, so, uh, to be fair, I uh, originally saw Todd Anderson's list on Star City, um, which was basically faithless looting shenanigans with uh, a little more emphasis on unburial rights compared to Solar Flare, how it used to be. He saw, like, Sun Titan and P-Image package, so from that, like, I decided to try the same deal but i was actually in red white black for a while and basically i've just been testing each night testing quite a bit um and came to the conclusion actually after a lot of good input from quite a few people including justin richardson and uh a few other guys and um oh my so, yeah no dude I, I i really listen to like everyone because especially people who are good at magic because it makes a big difference and actually that's my source city article coming up but anyways uh uh yeah so i i basically ended up in the same same colors as him and i literally almost came up with the exact same mana base which is interesting uh but my findings is like i'm really more of a combo deck as opposed to a control deck i'm like more all in on the strategy um, I think he had six fatties, like two Sun Titans, three Elishnor, and like a Titan. Um, and that's not counting a Phantasmal image that he had. I think he had two. Um, I'm at ten plus a Phantasmal image, but I'm also I'm running the full set of Faithless Looting, um, full set of Desperate Ravings to dump cards. But the another card that I had mentioned earlier is Shattered Perception, um, and because I'm running like ten fatties. I can just, like, have a hand of... Generally, it's, like, four or five, and I get to dump my hand and draw three or four. And oftentimes, like, I'm getting rid of either just junk where I need to find an answer within a turn to, like, sleep the board or um, find that unburial rights or find another faithless looting and just get some gas going. It kind of resets you. It's even good really late when you can just, you're already at, like, you have seven mana on the board, and you really don't need any more because you don't have man lands or equipment or anything like that. So you just hold them, and then, like, you kind of go desperate ravings, and maybe you get up back up to four or five cards, and even though it's junk, uh, it's like a control deck. So sometimes, like, you'll drop an Elishnor, and it'll wipe their board, and then they'll kill it. Well, next turn, you don't have much going on. Well, you can go Shatter Perception, uh, Flashback, is what I'm talking about from your yard and just reset your hand and like you're just full of gas so then they like lay like one two two or three three or whatever and like you go worm coil or you use your unburial rights and get back whatever so the suite I've finally come to the conclusion on and I'm still not 100% but the creatures need to end the game fast um, and there's so many different kinds of matchups where certain cards are better that that's why I like ten fatties in the deck with faithless looting, shatter perception, desperate ravings. It goes through cards so fast, like I, you can almost deck yourself. The point is, like you always have a fatty that is almost always have a fatty that is um, good for the situation. So, like for instance, three Elishnorn because Elishnorn is like often just always the best, and it wipes all the creature decks out right now. Almost, almost like every creature in them too. So. um Anyways, I've got uh, three Elishnorn, two Sodden Titan, two Worm Coil Engine, 
um, two Frost Titan, which I know it seems interesting because people are expecting tokens, but uh, there's also three Ratchet Bombs, so tokens really hasn't been an issue with the amount of uh, times you can cycle through. But anyways, like, Frost Titan still is so effective and underrated, it's amazing. Like, it can just literally win you the game so easily, and it's harder to kill. And that's another reason why I have Worm Coil in now. Um, but, and then another one of, and I was at more, but he doesn't really end the game, but he's super gas, is Sphinx of Uthun, which is a 7-cost 5-6 flyer that's, is it Gifts Ungiven is the card where you... Fact, factor Fiction. Factor Fiction. Um where you uh, get it, they got to split two piles for you. But in this deck, like, your graveyard is your hand, so it's just super powerful. But anyway, so point is, yes, four on Burial Rites, ten Fatties, um, like Faithless Looting, Chattered Perception, Desperate Ravings, and then some control cards just to keep the game from getting out of hand early. Um, and, and balancing all that is tough, but I'd actually say, like, it's a fairly dedicated combo deck with control elements, uh, similar to like what's going on with um, uh, Tron right now in Modern, where it's really a combo deck just trying to... I mean, I guess that's in a sense a control deck too, but it, it, it's not like a full combo. It's kind of like combo control. Um, but yeah, I've come to a lot of similar conclusions that Ali and Trazi posted and Todd Anderson posted, but I feel like the list is like not a control deck, so it's got to be treated as a combo deck. And that's where I'm at with it. But it's super fun. It's been super good. Uh, I think the worst matchup might be Control. But even then, it doesn't feel that bad. So, Dude, just board those shrines, bro. <laughs> I know, I know. The shrine. You know what my conclusion was, actually, on the sideboard, finally, um, is uh, three guys to St. Traft. Because it interacts super good with Sun Titan. It's another early threat that they have to deal with. Um, which lets me follow up with just like a free unburial rights or something of, of the sort. So, Geist like has that. been my answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. It's a pretty solid answer right now. So, any any deck that kind of keeps their board clear, Geist can come in and Sun Titan just makes it better. Mm. It's a blast. Uh, I mean, there, like I said, no no bad matchup. I've tested it mostly against Tokens, Humans, Delver, um, and uh, those are the main three I've actually tested against, and then a few random decks just to see some interactions and stuff. But uh, it's holding up really well, just testing and tuning it. Um, I'm really excited. I'm trying to get a bunch of people on board because I do need help testing it. But uh, that's where I'm at with it. It's, I, I mean, Faithless Looting is probably going to be the the best card of the whole set is in terms of longevity in all formats. I think it it feels like a preordained to me. It's pretty sick. It's amazing. It really is yeah. an amazing card. I love the damn card. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so here's the question then. Um, it seems like the control decks, like you said, are, are moving away from more of a permission control to, you know, as it stands right now, doing more of um, removal and then, you know, uh, velocity towards a combo. You know, that combo yeah. being faithless, you know, unbarrel rights and fatty. Sure. Um, so if that's the case, um, like you said, you've got a, an issue with control decks. Like you can probably just forego the matchup. I mean, unless you're at the pro tour level, right? Because it's only at that level that they're going to play. You know, the monster permission decks. I don't think we're going to see, based on what we've we've had coming out, there's not going to be that many straight permission decks, especially not early. Yeah, I don't think so. I think you're right, I, and I think the control matchup can be fixed. And I don't even think it's that bad. But yeah, uh, absolutely, I don't think 
I mean, the, the thing is, it's a new, fresh format, and so, like, like we always hear, Control doesn't really know what to fight so much right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in a sense, it does, because it, it's, I'm pretty sure, unless something just comes out and blows it out of the water, that blue-white humans is probably the best deck in terms of, like, having good matchups all around and just doing the most powerful things each turn and having the best curve and everything. Like, it just feels super strong, so... Um, but other than that, like, the format feels open to me. Yeah, I don't, like... I like to play Control, and I don't see myself wanting to play Control in this format right now. No, like, no like I agree. I just, like, like you're saying, you have to get extra mileage out of removal and stuff, but, like, trying to do one-for-one removals is, like, pretty bad. But then trying yeah. to wrath their board is pretty bad. So so you're like, well, how do you how do you address these problems of creatures, you know? You have to lean on cards like Elishnorn and stuff, and I just don't want to be leaning on a 7-drop to try to win the game, you know? Right, absolutely. And the thing is, like, um, Undying is really good mechanic. It, people will be playing uh, Messenger and Geist, and those two cards are freaking awesome. That And Day of Judgment just got so much worse because of them. Yeah, I mean, how do you beat a Geist to control deck? Like, you know, I mean, yeah, you could kill it twice, but then that's their one card to your two cards. Right, and what so, are you going to do, O-ring it, spend your turn three O-ringing something and already beat your ass for, like, six <laughs> damage or four or whatever? <laughs> and then they return with, like, four, four or five mana play. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys wholeheartedly about, you know, not wanting to play the control. Because yeah, I'm I'm also, I'm right there with you. I'm the control player at heart, and I'm just looking to beat face with fastest deck possible. Absolutely. That's not red, <laughs> dude. I don't know, man. Red's super fun right now. Like faceless looting could even go in red deck win. I mean, they're running Chandra's Phoenix and like wanna yeah. ditch lands and shit. I mean, it's yeah. I want to be <laughs> playing red right now. This is this <laughs> is the this is the Smitty I love. He gets yeah. a hard on for a card, and he just tries to stick it in everything. <laughs> Dude, I do, man. Everything. Dude, I've... Uh, I Trust me, this isn't the last Faithless looting deck I come up with. And Modern... I, modern... Oh, oh, I can't wait. As soon as a PTQ <laughs> comes up, I'm gonna... Which, actually, it might be this weekend. I'm gonna really take a look at Faithless looting. Yeah, it's a good... It's definitely a good card. It's, uh, it's good when you build around it, you know what I mean? Like... Like we like you were discovering with your deck, um, you, the first time you cast it, it, it's you put you down a card because you you cast it and then you you uh, you loot too. So I mean, in decks that want to do that, yeah, you're kind of you still gaining advantage, but uh, it, just in regular like in red decks, like I would just rather have like something like a burn spell or something, you know? Yeah, I I haven't cast it in a like just a regular deck or whatever yet. Um, but yeah, when you're dumping stuff that you want to dump, it feels so unfair. It's ridiculous. Like for instance, uh, one of my plays in testing was, um, I was on the play. This is post sideboard against humans. I go turn one faceless looting. I dump Elish Norn on burial, burial rights after seeing two mental missteps on the draw. <laughs> and then I proceed to counter his next two spells and it's just completely unfair. <laughs> the card is the nuts. I love it. Yeah, it seems pretty bonkers. But yeah, that's where I'm at. But uh, you're you're you said you're scared of some interaction in the deck, Scotty, because you're on a certain deck. 
Yeah, so, I mean, it's no secret. I'm, I'm on a, a now well-tuned and reasonably well-tested uh, Black White Tokens list so far. And, um, like, I'm just looking at some of these control-type decks that are playing... Like, I looked at Ali Antrazi's list, for example, and it's like... And, I mean, he's packing insane removal. It's yeah, like yeah. literally three Whip Flares and fucking three Ratchet Bombs with three Sun Titans and two Elishnorn, and, like, fuck my life, right? Like that... And then three Ray of Revelation in the sideboard? Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. I just... I, I'm, I'm not excited about that. Um, but, like, I'm trying to... I'm trying to envision, like, at what point, legitimately, are you actually doing anything, you know, beyond masturbating? Because, like, that's... <laughs> like, it looks like that's what these decks do for Turn the first, four. like, fucking... Eight turns of the game. Right? No, no, it, it it takes three to four turns to set up, it, and then you then you blow out. And depending on, yeah. <laughs> you blow your load. <laughs> yeah, you, that's, you blow your load on turn four, like unless um, they've got countermeasures or something. But uh, that's on that's like when, a goldfish. That's when you get their goggles wet. <laughs> yeah, get your goggles wet, girl. <laughs> oh shit. So, in theory, how many cards have you seen out of your deck by turn four? I missed you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it depends. Like, if you get a Faithless Looting, it's insane in your opening hand. Um, and oftentimes, the turn three Shattered Perception will almost always set up a turn four on very all right to play. And, and depending on how you build the deck, and I've considered it and tried it, and I might try it again, it's Spear Sons. If you go turn one Faithless, turn two Spear Sons, then you can go turn four Unburial Rites, and that's on a Magical Christmas Land draw. Um, you're doing it on turn three. So, yeah. But uh, Spear Sons helps smooth things out because the mana is the biggest issue that the deck's trying to fix. Yeah, because it's four color. I mean, well, it's a three color deck. The only black card at all is Unburial Rites, in my list at least. I think if you even attempt to go four colors, especially if you want Faithless Looting on one, you're just way getting greedy. I already feel too greedy, but three colors is absolutely necessary. And you and uh, the, the problem is blue is kind of necessary. Okay, so 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 you're bringing in, um, so your your wipes of choice in this case are two Slagstorm and two Day of Judgment and Ratchet Bomb Main, but yeah. And then Ratchet Bump. You got two on the list I'm looking at. You're oh, okay. three at this point? Yeah, it, two, I'm going back and forth between two and three, and then like uh, two or three O-Ring, or some form of O-Ring and Pacifism, uh, because the deck does want the occasional spot removal. And uh, it's good at finding one and two O's, um, because it cycles so well. But yeah, it, it, quite a bit of sweepers. Um, the only reason I have Ratchet Bomb is to make Sun Titan better. I don't even know how necessary it is. Like, Whip Flare is probably better most of the time. Uh, but then you're only looking at recurring uh, Evolving Wilds and O-Ring and Phantasmal Image as a one-of. So, Pacifism! Yeah, yeah. Ratchet Bomb, the thing is, Sun Titan and Ratchet Bomb late game is one of the best, most powerful things you can do to, like, lock out an opponent. Yeah, yeah, you and your Ratchet like, Bomb, Scotty. You love that fucking card. I hate it, but it's kind it's of... It's really scary. too bad that I called that one so fucking early. I still don't think it's good, dude. I still hate Ratchet Bomb. Like, it's bad against humans, because they go one drop, two drop, three drop, four drop, and you're just it's like... It's not going to be bad against new humans, because new humans are going to play fucking Gather the Townsfolk. 
True. I feel like Ratchet Bombs existed forever because of Scott. Like, how come this guy hasn't rotated out yet? Like, because it keeps being good, guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's average at best. (laughs) (laughs) I hate the damn cards so much. Plus or minus? Okay, you ready? What is the over under on Ratchet Bombs? And the combined 75s of the top eight of Richmond this weekend. Um, the over underline. Yeah, is probably I'd say at like <laughs> five. Or actually, I'll I'll put the over under on seven. I I I think I'd take the under if I if that was the line. <laughs> so you think really? there's only going to be like seven? Seven in the combined 75. I'll take that. In the, the top eight, uh, yeah, yeah, the top eight in the seventy combined seventy fives of all the top eight decks of just this weekend, right? The line is yeah, just this weekend. In, sta- in standard, we're not t- well. It's yeah, 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 no standard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, I'll bet you whatever. Well, bet whatever. <laughs> for yeah, a, a gentleman's a, a gentleman's sure. agreement for stakes to be named later. Sure, that but, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can post like a really big fucking. You know, if we, you know, what you can do for one day. You can make the landing page of your you know, the, the picture of your landing page. Scott was right, <laughs> and just that's it. All right, on on the website. Yeah, that sounds fun. What do I get yeah. though? <laughs> what do you want? Oh man, uh, well you don't owe me an article. Kyt does. <laughs> uh... <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'll how tell about, you what. How here's about a, how about one of your videos for the site? You gotta post one of your fun videos. What, what, okay, here, here's what I'll do. Okay. Is um I'll give you my tournament report from or my, my weekend report from uh Cincinnati the following week. Okay. That's a deal. Okay? That's a I deal. Want, right. I wanna know what John would, uh is taking the over or under. The line is at seven, right? Yep. Yeah. I feel like I have to take I'll take the over. Yeah. That's a lot of ratchet bombs. That's guys. a lot of ratchet bombs. Yeah. Dude, do you guys realize how Dude, that... your list plays 3. <laughs> dude, dude, but here's the thing. That's like, okay, so how many have we seen in the past? It hasn't even been remotely close to that. Did I, you know that line. Delver the Delver decks were already playing two ratchet bombs on the board? That's yeah. fine. That's fine. We'll That's see. Fine. I still so, say I'm still confident with over under at 7. So, right. so what we have here is like Delver decks that could play in the board. We only need like three decks to play. Uh, we need three decks to play it, right? And all they have to have is two, two, two each, no. and one. One of them has three. No, for you, for the over to win, you need four decks to play two each. That's half the top eight to have two rats. Yeah, but it's each. it's going to be three decks. Right. No, all see, right. it, it, listen, That's it's going to be eight. The actual number is going to be eight. I'm two right. decks are going to play three. KYT right. KYT damn knows all. Right. I, I'm, I'm I'm just checking quickly. Uh, the DC, how many ratchet bombs are there? <laughs> you know you're gonna do. You know what you're gonna do. You're gonna go. Let's go through Jerry's article and how many lists had ratchet bombs. True, Jerry is pretty on top of it. <laughs> Let's see. Really on top of it. Are you checking that now? I'm checking it right now. Oh, man. Okay, so zombie aggro, three. I don't know, it's not looking Zombie lo- control, it's not looking four, good for you, four in the board. Um, in that's fine. Hey, DC, these... there were 12. <laughs> Dude, no one. Uh, in, in his rock proof, in his rock proof, four ratchet bomb on the board. That's all right. I'm still, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm totally fine. Five color I can't control. there were 12. Last four in the 75. In DC. Okay. 
have you been testing a lot against like a lot of the black white tokens lists or have you not really found any that no i have it's amazing against that deck my thing is i don't know how if that deck how real the deck is actually going to be in real world setting but it doesn't matter how real it is it's how real people think it's going to be for that first week because all they have to do is put those ratchet bombs in their deck it doesn't matter (laughs) if they board them in or use them or whatever Sure, sure, but they still have to make the top eight. I don't know. Like, yeah, but there was already 12 in D.C. Like before they're, this deck. They're convincing me, Jesse. Here's, here's, here's the real question. What's the over-under on number of Phyrexian uh, Crusaders in the top eight? Uh, the over-under is one and a half. <laughs> like, Did you guys take the under? Three and, three and a half, and I'd take the under. Oh, man, i take the over on that all day. All on Crusader? So you're saying there's going to be an Infect deck that makes the top eight in no, this new map game? There's, there's people who are just boarding Phyrexian Crusader. <laughs> because it's just so hard to kill, and it well, just it's, stops it's the pro point. White, it's right? tokens. It's pro-white. Yeah, yeah, yeah it makes sense. Uh, <laughs> man, I so it's badly wish too. that card did not have Infect on it. <laughs> For reals, dude. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, that guy's pretty pretty legit. He's a zombie. He had his day. Mono Black Infect is dead, folks. Oh, you heard it here first from the horse's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it from the horse's mouth. The, the only, the, horse. the only, the only uh, card that would I would have added to that deck, but I'm not even going to continue trying it. Is Undying Evil. Yeah. <laughs> that card is stupid. In limited, by the way, it's it's a fucking blowout. That card is a blowout every single time. In the- yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I had a play yeah. against me, and I was like, "Whoa, fuck! That was pretty good." <laughs> yeah, it's de- it's not card disadvantage, which is a huge plus. If you at least if you're trading with a creature or like trading with a removal, nice. So, but yeah, where do you guys see them in, though? Like, it, everyone's, like, guessing and throwing out a list, but, like, what do you think will actually happen? Despite even playtesting, like, I have no idea. This, it seems really tough to me. Other than the fact, like, the same decks will have slight improvements and still make the top eight, there will definitely be a couple or a few blue-eye variations, at least. Yeah, I think we're in a really interesting position because the Pro Tour happens next, like, in two weeks, right? Um, we get Richmond this week as a testing ground to see what's going on. Um, I think that the pillars of the format are Faithless Looting, Desperate Raving style decks, whether those end up being Burning Vengeance or just, you know, uh, Rebirth Control, similar to yours. Um, there's going to be uh, some non-zero number of token decks in the meta because it seems to have written itself and the deck is fucking strong. Like like I said, like, I've been playing against blue white Humans and unless they not draw, it's really tough for them to win. Um, Vault, Vault is an absolute fucking maniac card, um, and Lingering Souls is absurd. Yeah, so <laughs> like completely absurd. Um, so that'll be out there, and then you've also then you've got all of the the blue white you know the blue white decks. You've got the uh, the Delver Cobblade style, and then you've got the the human decks. So the human decks get Thalia, and that bitch is insane. So <laughs> they've been playing. They've been. Uh, so with with everybody going to the Burning Vengeance, you know, Faithless Looting style control decks, Counter Magic is actually on the decline. Um, that being the case, like Grand Abolisher loses a lot of value, uh, in my opinion. 
And I think that like you could easily replace some number of them in your 75 with uh, with Dahlia's, and you'd actually get a lot more mileage out of them right now. Like Gutshot's a card, granted, but like in the blue eyed humans deck, you're probably you're playing four on the pure anyway. Um, so chances are you're gonna find one and pair her up, and it's fucking good night, Gracie, from there. That card <laughs> is really really bad because like all humans needs to kill you more often than not against most most decks is another turn, maybe two, and. You know, Thalia gives you that while still putting a clock in. And the first strike is good. So, that card's pretty sick. It's only at six bucks right now, but I expect foils to be worth something. Well, yeah, the foils will always be worth something because the hate bear. And yeah, uh, yeah. The hate bear foils are always worth something. It's just funny, like, people who play, like, hate bear decks in, like, older formats, they just love to have them in foil. It's crazy. But, like, I think, like, the, the biggest thing... As fuck. <laughs> the biggest thing about that card is it just messes up the timing of, yeah. of most decks. Like, yeah, sure, like, they can't Wrath you for another turn, but they also just can't, like, they can't uh, think twice at the end of the turn. <laughs> they have to wait till turn four to, uh, you know, uh, what's that, Forbidden Alchemy. Mm-hmm. Um, all these token decks have to wait till turn four to do stuff and turn five oh my to drop God. their sword. It's- it's like prison rape. Yeah. Like, like seriously, you go turn one Doom Traveler and they go untap turn two Thalia and you just shoot yourself in the face. It's fucking brutal. Good card. Thalia is. Also, um, a tokens deck that I made also that hasn't really been looked at and I think I'll definitely be going back and looking at it is just uh, basically green-white ramp splashing mm. black for a couple things because increasing devotion... Another, How good is that card? I have to ask you. It's well when you when you easily have access to five and not and then nine mana and no time because of Prime Titan, it's so good. Are you kidding me? Like get it cast it twice. Like if they answer the first one, fine. Like they probably just spent they probably just went Day of Judgment. So you follow up with Titan or um, whatever or like double flashback on a Lingering Souls. And then um, the deck can run Vault of the Archangel and Gavany Township. And so there's just so many threats constantly, but you need a ton of mana for that card to be good. But it's very, very good in ramp strategies. Which card again? Increasing Devotion. It's five. It's the, old, it's the new Conqueror's Pledge. It's five. It's the new Conqueror's Pledge flashback. But it flashes <laughs> back for nine to get ten dudes. Ten dudes. <laughs> Yeah, ten dudes. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, they, they, they play Ookie Cookie, and the opponent just concedes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I was I'm asking legitimately because I know that Chapin's initial tokens list had basically that in the Elspeth slot, and oh yeah, you know, he said it, it was really strong. Um, I I I haven't really tried it yet because personally, I really like you know I'm still expecting there to be a lot of Delver and sort of War and Peace is a fucking beating. Um, so I kind of like having the potential, like, out with the Wrath, you know? So, yeah. I don't know, I'm I'm still playing around, but I, I, I wanted to ask your opinion on the card. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's awesome. I'm not sure, I actually, like, getting two more dudes seems good, but, uh, I think Elspeth might be better in, like, just a regular white X tokens deck. With an unknown, with a, the unknown metagame variant. I kind of think that the versatility goes a little bit further. I agree, but yeah. if it, yeah, if it sorts out and settle, and the Wild West settles down a little, then I can totally see, you know, the application. Absolutely, yeah, I'm with you. Um, but yeah, it's very, very good, like, uh, in the right deck for sure. So, is Wolf Run still a thing? 
Sure. Yeah, and that's the like thing people are completely ignoring. Like, I know Jerry's talked about it in his articles, the fact that, um, uh, you know, Wolf Run's still around, that it doesn't gain anything. It didn't need to gain much, like, because here's the thing, like, the rock, paper, scissor spectrum, or whatever you want to call it, is uh, going to change, and Delver decks are going to be check- kept in check by cards like Lingering Souls, which um, will make them run different things, and that deck was only good against ramp because of what, like counter spells and certain other various things that um, they won't be able to run as much of now. So, I mean, ramp is a completely underlooked at strategy and people are just ignoring it and it's going to bite them in the ass like it did everyone at worlds. Yeah. I think it's uh, the, the Delver decks were good because of the early pressure and then the counter spells to, to keep them off the threat. You know what I mean? Uh, yep, absolutely. So like, so, like, especially if you got, like, turn one Delver and then flipped it and then just had a Mana Leaks, they'd be dead before they could actually, you know, recover from that. But a lot of people are talking about adding the Strangle Root guys to the ramp decks. And, like, if you do that, it throws off the whole, like, measure. You know what I mean? Because then they get in that you have early threat, but so do they. So yeah, it's a trade race. Yeah, so it's kind of like a race. Um, the other thing is that the the ramp decks have access to trample, which is going to be really good against tokens. So, yeah. so like even primeval Titan by himself, he just tramples, you know. Yeah, which and is sick. But I will never play a primeval Titan deck, so I'm not even thinking about. I like I, I like I noted in my head, I'm like, ah, oh, ramp is probably going to become pretty good. But then I'm just like, yeah, but I'll never play ramp. So <laughs> unless unless it's a Genesis Wave deck, then I'm in. Whoa! Ah, yeah. Sign me up for a fat Genesis Wave yeah. deck. Stupid mana leak. <laughs> <laughs> so KYT, talk to me about what you're looking at. Like, have you have you even looked at this at all? Like, from your blue white Delver perspective, what are you? What changes are you looking to make for yourself, or what what do you see potentially as challenges? Um. Sadly, no, I haven't had uh, the time, but uh, obviously I'm going to be playing the, the two colors that, that <laughs> have followed me ever since ever. And, uh, I mean, you mentioned a few cards, like the, the, the humans get a bunch of new tools, and humans was always a very close matchup, um, especially uh, Hero Bladehold is just a house if, if I don't have the leap for it. Um, like you mentioned Talia, it seems like I might have to still play Four, like depends really on the metagame. Like four gut shots might still be like okay uh, to start off. Um, but uh, what one of you mentioned the whole? Uh, I think it was Medina who mentioned the Zena for for uh, Geist. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Um, I mean, I th- I, I yeah. love my matchup against Ramp, but uh, this might you know with their four Zeniths and you know with I don't know how many Geists they plan to play. That could you know add a interesting dimension to that deck yeah that deck something like that would be so much more powerful if freaking mirroring crusader wasn't in the format (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i still like if the uh, there's a major tournament tomorrow i'm going with delver um and i don't like the tokens deck i'm not too worried because they're all white and i plan to play either three or four swords Mm -hmm. in my delver deck um i don't know how it does against like smitty's uh concoctions but uh (laughs) (laughs) no one ever does that's the point (laughs) like the invisible stalker deck has always been to me a very 
high variance version where like like I, I've played games where my opponent in the mirror had four invisible stalkers and no equipment, right? And and he's just like beating you know, slowly beating me down. Lightning bolting you every time. <laughs> <laughs> Bolt you. Um, and it comes down to like one of us has to actually draw an equipment to win. So I mean I just felt like Delver, like it just has some draws where like turn two stalker, turn three sword I'm pretty comfortable about against like ninety five percent of any deck that's out there. So I'm gonna come back like next episode and and hopefully I'll do I'll get some testing done because a lot of my friends are going to be at uh, Protor Dark Ascension and they're brewing. So yeah. So does this, does this mean when you say you're gonna get some testing done, are you gonna what cards are you gonna test? Like are you gonna test lingering souls in the deck? Uh, you know what what's your plan there? I think well it depends on what the guys really want to get done. If they want to test their brews against, you know, the the established decks, I'll be the guy manning the uh, the Delver deck. Um, but uh, I haven't, you know, really looked at the different type of cards, but, like, like I'll be trying Lingering Souls for sure. You know what deck is probably insane right now? Is that blue black uh, infect deck that Kibler had? That one with the uh, it's just basically like Rune Chanter's Pike, um, four Crusaders, and like Inkloth Nexuses, and then just like control magic and like instants and sorceries. Hmm. Like that deck is probably sick right now. Like if you just run like Ratchet Bombs in there, <laughs> and then just all the instants and sorceries. Taking the I over. Gotta, like gotta take the over now. Like, you why do you like, think? No, 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 I'm serious. Just like put some ratchet bombs in there and then run instances of sorceries. Like what? Like how? You know, you know, like which deck is going to give you problem? Like control decks can't because you're just going to ink moth them to death. That's the mm. thing that like gut shot's still a thing because Delver and humans is a thing. Yeah, well, that it's deck not runs, even that good against humans, but that deck runs for mutagenic growth. Oh, oh, because eh, it's okay. an infect deck, so you're just like. Yeah, I right, guess right. if he doesn't gut shot me, I'm just going to kill him with mutagenic growth. Yeah, the thing is, like, that deck was only, like, tier 2 before, so I don't know. So that means it's tier Maybe. 1 now, bro. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> like, listen, to, listen to Smitty with his talk, like, oh, that deck was tier 2? I mean, what the hell? Who are we talking to right here? <laughs> I'm a <Star> <laughs> Games fighter. <laughs> Smitty used to live in Tier 6, man. Yeah. That's where he lived in. <laughs> oh, man. Living in the Tier 6. At least I was on the 6th floor, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, like, things change when you start to write for Star City, you know? You just, like, get all responsible with your deck building and shit. Like, oh. No, I think it. I think uh, they wanted me because I became responsible with my deck building. <laughs> I think it's the other way around. Oh, uh, who knows? You got like writing for Star City is sick, though, right? Absolutely. I mean, it. That's yeah. I mean, it's great. <laughs> it's great like, notoriety. It's perfect. Like when I seen you up there, I was like, I did a fist pump because uh, I know, like, just from starting from a blog, and then getting there just on sheer. Like uh, force of will, you know what I mean? Yeah, you just—it was—it was—it was increased devotion. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it was just like you know, you were just like relentless in like I'm gonna just keep brewing. In your assault, relentless in his assault. Yeah, he was—he had a relentless assault. <laughs> he was like a bunch of rats who were relentless. 
Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, brew after brew, you know. Yeah. It was awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah. No, totally. I haven't won a tournament or anything, so it absolutely was that. Just, yeah, it just uh, makes it love it for the game, man. Weird. Yeah, it does. It's cool. Thanks. Appreciate <laughs> well, it. You, you've clearly got Moto Notoriety though. Like. You I know, do, people, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not on Magic mean, Online now, pretty well, but yeah, you play enough, and and you, you know, in dailies and whatnot, and yeah, you know, people know who you are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, is there anything else we want to talk about before we move to shadows? Because we're getting to the point where Carrie Dan's going to start yelling at us too. <laughs> he never yells at us. He loves us. Carrie yeah. Dan, Kyle, dude, I love you, brother. He just apologizes. He's like, sorry, guys. It's going to take me longer to edit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're like, whoa, what? Like, what? Sorry, guys. If you, want that, this to, if you want this done in a timely fashion, you have to do it this way. I, oh. <laughs> I just want John to make a wild hunger constructed deck. <laughs> can, can you do that for me? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in that infect deck I was just talking about. Well, oh, see, here, here's the thing. You ready for this? You want you want the mad junk tech? Okay. Prey upon. Correction Obliterator, and there's another two player, two, uh, two, uh, target creature fights up. There's another one. It's in it red. costs six, man. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> it costs six, man. Uh, dude, that yeah. card is, I don't understand that card at all. Like, seriously, if I, when I, if I go to FM and somebody is playing that deck against me and it's like fucking dude. Jund Obliterator fight deck, I will just. Now, I gotta start a phenomenon, and every time you open one of those stupid fucking cards, you have to rip it to make sure it's real. Make sure the blue mark is inside of it. <laughs> because that is card is dog shit. Oh, I stopped reading that card like three words in. I'm just like, ah, oh, I don't care. Like, <laughs> six mana. Six mana sorcery that doesn't say destroy or win in the first, like, three words. Okay. I feel like this set is so safe. Everything's overcosted. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, that's a really good point. I think that, when, and I was looking at that as I'm scrolling through the cards we were talking about it earlier when you guys were talking about the pre-release, and that's exactly what I felt. Like, there's a lot of cards that do some really cool and unfair shit. Like, most of those curses are insane that they came out with this, you know, in this set. But they cost, like, a million fucking mana. Like, who the hell would play the million mana curse deck exactly. outside of some, you know, Joe Blow Schmo? But I think that... that they were on the right track to try to push the unique abilities, right? And I think that that's what adds to the limited flavor, because you're going to be able to cast some of those huge bombs in your limited deck, and you're going to be able to experience that unique effect. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. If so many cards would have just been amazing had they just not had an extra mana symbol on them. Yeah. Dawn Treader Elk would be one. A strict upgrade over Sekira Tribe Elder. I think they could have got away with that. But whatever. Well, what about um, what about that 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 ooze? The fucking three green indestructible ooze? Yeah, it could be two easily. Yeah. There's so yeah. much removal for indestructible right now too. Yeah. I don't think that ooze is that great, to be honest. No, no. No, I agree. But anyways, we got off track again, right? <laughs> Shoutouts. <laughs> I think that any card with three green mana symbols in it is just got to be bad. Just automatically. Auto well, bad. Groundbreaker gra- was fine. <laughs> Groundbreaker <laughs> was fine. It was car, call lightning. I just, like, skip it. I'm just like, uh, I'm not doing that, man. Well, Groundbreaker was fine. That card was terrible. It was ball lightning! You Dice the gut shot. Ball lightning. Dice the gut shot. Yeah, well, it's fine. <laughs> the it's ball lightning in the color that Dice not to lightning bolt. burns. 
Yeah, but it's the it's the color with elves. You go turn one elf, oh. turn two fucking ball light. It's pretty good. Hey, guys, I'm sorting through some cards right now. I just found it into the Mall of Hell, man. Oh, wait, that's that's a, that's not the sixth cost that we were talking about. Never mind. No, into the Mall of Hell is actually sweet. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. Not standard sweet, but sweet ammo. Groundbreaker, shut up. Ball lightning. It's you not ball lightning. lightning, it's groundbreaker. Totally. It's different. ball lightning. It is okay, green ball Next thing you're gonna tell me is that Thundermare was the shit. No. Nope. <laughs> no, nope, can't tell you that. That would be lying. <laughs> Anyways. Alright, I'll admit it. I had a Thundermare deck. Uh-huh. <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> it was uh it had a No no, I don't care. Yeah, no, um, I'm gonna shut up. You. you shut up and listen. <laughs> All arguments that you happen to make, by the way, if you, you carry on this conversation, that's great, we're going to hear it, but every argument you just made about uh, green ball lightning not being good are about to be completely invalid. Just so you're aware. I'm just telling you how on. terrible my Thundermare deck was. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay go. It had Stonewood Invocation in it, and it had a, the little flying uh, Skyhunter Skirmisher, the flying double striker. So that was my deck. And I did not run ball lightnings because I had white mana. I mean... Well, at least that was a pretty conscious decision. Oh, okay. Yeah, groundbreakers. <laughs> Alright, shout out. Sorry, sorry, Scott. I derailed here. So, uh, so yeah. So anything else that we want to we wanna get into? Or are we going to go to shout outs? Uh, I, think, I think we're good. Yeah, yeah. I've talked about... Yeah, Jesse, do you have any scumbag stories? Scumbag stories. Uh, <laughs> nah, just a bunch of moto assholes always talking shit. Like, I beat this guy in the PTQ, and um, <laughs> actually, it's was, it was really weird. It was kind of like a bipolar thing. Uh, he's all, um, you don't deserve to win, or something like that. When uh, he kept, like, a one-lander game one, and I just, like, auto-won game one. <laughs> uh, so I ended up beating him. And But then, like, after he said that, he's like, I really like your deck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Shit like that is so random on Moto, but no, no scumbag story. Sorry, Wait, guys. What about, what about comments in your articles? Have you got any trolls in your articles yet? Um, no, one hundred percent positive. I think I haven't looked at it. That I don't know how to look at older SCG articles once they <laughs> get off the first page. <laughs> Uh, you should find out how to do that and make that like the first entry of your next article so that people can always go back and find it. What, a link to the last one? Yeah, so that you can find <laughs> out how to find your old article. All you do is you just go to articles and search your name. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, okay, gotcha. But who would ever like go back and like find that and post a comment? Like once it's off the page, I'm pretty sure the comments are done. <laughs> I still get comments on mine. Oh, really? Like, yeah, like, I'll be on Facebook, and then it'll just be like, so-and-so made a comment to your comment. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then I'll click on it, it'll take me, like, one of my old articles, and they're just like, you're a scumbag. Die in hell. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, thanks. Dude, you got the most <laughs> hate I've ever seen, Was his dude. name Sean Pacone? It must, <laughs> it must come with the territory of finance, man. But I got pretty positive feedback my first article. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to go out there and just troll you. Go for it, yeah. I'm, I'm, well, I'm gonna do what Frankie and KYT did to me every week. Sleek. <laughs> oh man, that was my first comment. As soon as I saw your article, yeah, I, 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 saw I saw that. I saw that. That was funny. 
I can't believe I paid for this. Oh, wait, I didn't. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. That was pretty funny. I, you, I want you to pay me for the time that I just wasted. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to post that Happy Gilmore quote, or the Billy Madison quote, where it's like, at no point in your rambling, incoherent response did you say anything that even resembled a reasonable thought? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I'm, I expected some of you guys to troll me. Yeah, but... So, bring it on. I've, I've been trolled to the stars and back. I'm, I'm good now. I'm bulletproof, mostly. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, any plans for any major events for you this year? I'm going to be traveling to at least one or two. I might try to bring the fan with me just to make it a vacay. Nice. It'll be in the should, western half of the United States, though. You should let us know where you end up, and we'll see what we do. Yeah, absolutely. I think okay. there's, like, a Salt Lake or something, and a couple... I can't do anything until after April, but um, it is the year I plan on winning a damn PTQ, though. <laughs> well, Jesse, it was really awesome having you back on the show. It was, uh, we missed you. Yeah, thanks, dude. I'd miss it, too, man. It's awesome. Miss you guys. <laughs> yes, homo. <laughs> so, so homo. I've been waiting um, to sleep in the same bed with you guys since we all were supposed to go on the magic cruise. I know. I'll get drunk and bed. You're, you're, you're too tall to sleep in the same bed as us, man. Yeah, I'm skinny though. I'm... He's all limbs. He's all limbs though. I'm sure he just curls up like a little ball. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, so yeah, so I I just wanted to uh, thank you for for coming on board and making yourself available. We. We completely appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, dude. Um, so further shout-outs to uh, Carlos. Further shout-outs to Manabase Luke. Um, shout-out to... Uh, I think it was Ben Friedman from Star City Games article fame that asked me to test on cockatrice with him today. Anyways, cool. Um, <laughs> I'll take it. And, uh, yeah, that's... that. Oh, and shout-out to uh, Harry T for um, potentially helping me out with uh, any potential card availability concerns for Cincinnati. So you guys are awesome. You should totally go and check them out. And I think that's it. Jesse, what do you got? Um, I'm going to shout-out my homie that's been supporting 60 cards, uh, the Card Nexus, and his bots. Check them out on Magic Online. Um, Dude, I have so many people to shout out just because, like, I've got, since I left and everything, got so got much support. Pent up shout outs? Yeah, I'm not even going to go there, though. <laughs> it's going to take forever. Um, but, yeah, man, just appreciate all the all the support from everyone about uh, deck building and the side and being legit. Been a good <laughs> Twitter crowd. Been a good Twitter crowd lately. So, um, shout out <laughs> to all my followers. And that, all five of them. Yeah, all five. <laughs> I'll never catch KYT. It's my ultimate goal. We were neck and neck forever. But I don't know if I'll ever catch you, man. I think you'll catch me. With this Do you? I don't know. I, now, I think, that like, the, now that you're on Star City, man, you're definitely yeah. going to smoke Maybe. It, I think uh, the only way I'd pass you is like if I top-aided a GP or something like that, <laughs> which... Probably won't okay, happen. he's never going to catch you then. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So, anyways, yeah, but uh, no, I'll pass the shout outs. Uh, too many. I don't want to take up all the time. It's boring for listeners occasionally. <laughs>
Well, who's next? Am I gonna go, go ahead? You gotta pass All right. it. I'll, I'll do it. Hey, uh, shout out to Jay Boosh. Oh, Boosh, dude. Boosh, the cast is not the same without you, homie. Feels weird. Feels weird without, without There's without less me. hate. There's less hate, though. There's <laughs> less hate, but the hate is good, you know? Far less anger. Uh, shout out to, uh, what's his name? Chris Mascoli? Mas- Mascioli, I think, yeah. is how I Mascioli. say it. Mascioli. Chris Mascioli. Shout out to that guy. Uh, he, he interviewed me, and we did a podcast together. And he's like my biggest critic. Well, one of them. Him, yeah, every, he's he's every <laughs> Him, uh, Jesse Mason, and and another guy, uh, Joe Spaniard, remember? Right, that's his name, right? Anyways, so those guys were my biggest critics, and uh, and Chris did an interview with me, and I had a good time, kind of just picking his brain and uh, trying to figure out what his deal is, and uh, the interview was was pretty good. So shout out to that guy. Um. I already shouted out the Boosh. Uh, who else am I going to shout out? Oh, man. Let me, look at my twi- let me look my at my Twitter. My dick. Twi- <laughs> <laughs> it's my dick in a box. Ooh. Uh, not shouting out to... Oh, shout out to, to uh, Sean Piccone. Uh, yeah. 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 I five. No, honestly... That guy. No, honestly, like, yeah. He, I banned him on Twitter at one point, and literally... Like, we'd be super good homies. Like, he's been super supportive, so I want to second that shout-out for sure. Yeah, yeah, I shout him out just because I kind of <laughs> don't know what his problem is with me, but... Uh, <laughs> I know, I, but I, he's, I actually enjoy him. Yeah, I like that, that exchange, though. Want to talk about it? No, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, all right, well, all right. yourself, homie. And uh, shout-out to uh, shout out to my editors at LegitMTG. Um... I'm going to massacre one of their last names here, so I don't think I'm going to say it. Uh, I'll just say it. Uh, so shout out to Matt Winter. I hope I said that right. He's uh, He's been working hard on editing. And shout out to Caleb Derwalt. They've both been uh, working hard on editing and kind of taking all the submissions for Legit MTG and responding to the writers and stuff. So, uh, so yeah, shout out to those guys. And shout out to all the people who submitted articles for me to uh, to try to post. So thanks a lot. Okay, I'll take over. Um, thank you so much, Jesse, once again. Um, the the main thing that people love about you and the reason I love you is because your enthusiasm for the game comes through in your articles and obviously through the podcast. So it's always awesome to, to be able to podcast with you. Um, Shout-outs to Jay, of course. Um, Shout-outs to David Mantel, who I yeah. think I'm going to slowly make him uh, my main editor at some point, because he's, as his job allows him to to have like quite a bit of free time. Um, shoutouts. My last shoutout goes to Face to Face Games, who, um, with the success of the Canadian Magic Tour and their online store, has decided to uh, uh, sponsor three players uh, for Man Deprived, and that's pretty exciting. So nice, nice. They're going to be that's sponsoring sweet. Alex. Uh, David Kaplan and our national champion Mark Anderson. So uh, those three will be um, writing more articles for 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 my site in the near future. So that's quite exciting. And um, that's awesome. Never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> heard of Alex? <laughs> Never heard of the guy. <laughs> Shout out to Alex, man. He's awesome. I gotta meet one of you in the crew. Kyt. Yeah, 
he's 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 pretty crazy. <laughs> like, but he's really really good at the game, man. I expect him to do really well in uh, Protoid Dark Ascension. And I think, um, I mean, Lansdale had a shadow already, so I think that's that's done. Shout out to his cat Vader. <laughs> Vader. <laughs> that's it for me. One more, one more shout out to to Lansdale. I listened to his uh, his three hour long epic uh, spoiler cast. Oh my god! I listened to the whole thing uh, throughout like the last three days of my life, and <laughs> it was so entertaining trying to listen to Chris Lansdale um, evaluate cards. It was the best. He was like, "Yeah, it's six mana, but it is an eight eight if there's more of it." And I'm like, "Yeah." It's a six mana four four. Like, yeah, so that's pretty strong. Let's move on. And I'm like, how is that strong? <laughs> a six mana four four. Oh, Chris! I'm just Ooh. yelling at my like at my stereo in the car. I'm like, what are you talking about, Chris Lansdale? Stop it! You're killing me, man. Just... Even that chick, uh, Adina or whatever her name is, on there has like more sense when it comes to evaluating cards. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Poor Lansdale, man. We only troll you because we're trying to get you straight, man. You're a little off track. <laughs> yeah, like if we were playing like magical I've been dodgeball. There, though. If we were playing magical dodgeball, I would pick Adina over Chris Lansdale. Oh. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Woo! Fire, man. Oh man! <laughs> Can't wait for the response. <laughs> 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 Put it in the comments. Hey, by the way, nice, uh, nice new layout, KYT. When do you light that up? Um, just uh, today, uh, or last nice. night. Just uh, it's actually to commemorate. Like I, I'm planning to announce the whole signing uh, of the three players, etc. Blah blah blah. That's good. And like Jay's been hating on the old layout, so. Oh, we'll I thought you were just trying to. I thought you were just trying to rumble with legitmtg.com. Because <laughs> my layout's looking real sweet, bro. You're not live, are you? Uh, you can go see the site right now. Yeah, it's oh, pretty really? sweet. Yeah, I've got I've got content going up on there next week. It's gonna be sick. Nice, nice. It looks really nice. Thank you, thank you. I know. <laughs> oh man! All right, well, guys, that's uh, that's episode seventy, the eighteen podcast. Uh, Jay's still away next week, as far as we know. So, uh, damn for it! Another look. <laughs> damn it! Damn it! What episode was this? Why is everyone 70. losing their shit over zombie apocalypse? <laughs> <laughs> that card sucks. That card sucks. 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 Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right, so catch us next week. Bye, guys. Take it easy. Adios. Pico. Pico. <laughs>